You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Little afternoon baseball for you today on The Fan. Jays Orioles, Gosman Wells. Our next guest going to be right there, right in the thick of it. It's a good place to be this yeah. afternoon, I think. Holy. Ben Wagner, play-by-play voice of the Blue Jays on Sportsnet Radio. Can make dinner plans tonight. Huh? Matinee? Things wrap up? Where you go? Is that how it goes? Benny Wagner, you got to... Uh, yeah, definitely how it goes. So I think the yeah. last time there was a matinee at home, there was video of Charlie Montoya playing bongos at like a Latin club. That surfaced like the next morning. <laughs> they love the matinee. You kidding me? Yes, we love the matinee. You make a little plan for the nightlife. You roll into a huge Yankee series the next day. Good things. Good things, people. Hey, this is uh, that was quite a call last night, and uh, that that looked like a game that was well in hand, but had drama. Shouldn't have. You know what? In the fourth, the fifth, the sixth inning, it felt like cruise control for the Blue Jays. And you look up at the board, and you're like, oh, man, Austin Hayes. Oh, man, Ryan Mountcastle. Oh. And then, oh, my, Ryan Mountcastle again. And like, Oh, boy, this ball game got a lot closer. And you know what? It seems like it's those crafty lefties that always does it to the Blue Jays. They have more success later in ball games, and you feel more comfortable about a rally against those power arms. I mean, that, that swing and miss stuff, the Blue Jays just seem to, to salivate finally when a starter gets knocked out of a ball game for whatever reason. And last night was one of those nights, you know, where you thought, wow, it's, this guy's going to sink it and dive it, change speeds, try to keep the Blue Jays off balance. You know, and Tay Oscar had an unbelievable shot uh, early in that ball game. Matt Chapman, a, a moon shot from him as well. Uh, and he, he thought that this, it felt like a 10 to two lead and it never really was that comfortable. And they got right back into it. And, I mean, Jimmy Garcia got two quick outs, and then it unraveled from there with the top of the order rolling around. But that's, uh, you know, that that's a deeper dive, and that's that goes into the problem where, when we talked last week, and we were talking about Gabby Moreno and coming up, and you put a lot of pressure on a 23 and a 22 year old in game calling in massive situations. Um, I had Caleb Joseph, a guy that's been in those situations, sitting right there next to me, and he he called it. I mean, he called it. He called the sequencing. He said. You need to pitch around Ryan Mountcastle in this situation. You've got Adley Rutschman, who is a rookie, and you can probably work over in this situation, regardless which side he's going to swing the bat on. Uh, you know, and and it burned the Blue Jays when they tried to attack. Thankfully, they won. Yeah. So, what was the rationale afterwards? You get to extras. Vladdy is up with the runner at second, and of course. It was- Felt like a natural. You're gonna. You got the open base. You're gonna put him on. His run doesn't matter. Gotta, yeah. Right. Gotta put him on. So, gotta put him on. That's that's a breakdown from the Orioles. Uh, that's 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 uh, that probably kept Brandon Hyde up all night, uh, and uh, and it should have because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. told Alejandro Kirk in the dugout before his at bat even. He said, "Be ready. They're gonna walk me. Be ready to drive in bow." Yeah. And. Then he looked over at the dugout, never saw four fingers, and he's like, well, this game is over. Whack on the second pitch. He's locked in right now, and, and it's weird to see, like, what, uh, his batting average is in the low 200s a few weeks ago, but uh, this was a guy that 
you know, was the best hitter in baseball by a mile last year. He was the offensive superstar last year for the Toronto Blue Jays for the game. I mean, bottom line, he was the offensive MVP. If Shohei Otani doesn't have cheat codes to life, uh, (laughs) Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is your most valuable player in the American League. And it was some sort of special to watch. And it was bridged not only from series to series, week to week, month to month for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. We have seen the timing in flashes. I was talking with somebody on the field the other day and looking at Vladdy and his timing and just putting your eyes on it. And you could hear that sound start to come back. I said to the person, I said, this is close, right? And they kind of like raised their eyebrows like, yeah, it's getting close. We've seen it. And I said, it's not game by game either, is it? It's like in a bat per game. And they agreed to it to an extent. And they said, but what if this guy gets going, you know, two out of every three days, all of a sudden, the Blue Jays' whole lineup is going to change. The whole lineup. And the good news is, last night was really the first time we saw consecutive at-bats from start to finish from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. since the Yankee game where he hit the three home runs and had the four hits. You know, So that, that's the most encouraging sign, that little by little, Vladdy has shown step-by-step better timing, better better play discipline again. I mean, he was frustrated. He was frustrated in Detroit. And we've seen him kind of explode in frustration, throw a bat, throw a helmet, snap a bat, you know, fire something, and and also pout a little bit in the dugout. But he was audible in Detroit. You could hear the frustration coming after a couple of those at-bats against the Tigers. And uh, I read the quote last night from George Springer in Shai Davidi's piece where Springer said, hey, relax, dude. You know, are you having fun? And remember what we all said last year, a confident Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and a happy Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a dangerous <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So Springer kind of like, you know, walked up to him and, and, and gave him the slap slap on the cheeks, said, hey, buddy, wake up, you know, let's, let's have some fun. And you have seen that personality kind of come out the last couple of days, too. And that's that's one of the things that's kind of percolating to the top in my mind as I'm looking back and reviewing what led to last night for Vladdy. It is, it is the smile. It's the jovial person that you've come to love over the last couple of years. And even with the early struggles that he's had, he is certainly thriving since coming home. And, and last night was obviously an exclamation point. Man, it's a team that's young and it's got star power. We know that. They've unloaded huge dough for Springer. They went and spent on Gosman knowing they were going to lose Ray. You've got Bichette. Teoscar's a silver slugger. But there's been some serious unsung heroes on this team this year. You think about what Santiago Espinal's given them. You think about Alejandro Kirk hitting cleanup, and it just feels right. No one even blinks. Like, yeah, he can do that. Or, you know, some other spots like Ross Stripling, who's had a save, done multiple innings of mid-game relief, and, and it looks really darn good as a guy that can start with Ryu out. Uh, it's not just three or four stars here this year. No, no, and think back to the other night where Trent Thornton gave the Blue Jays every opportunity to win a ball game. You, you know, there, there are moments within each game where there is somebody stepping up to do something, and the offensive power of this ball club is going to get a lot of the accolades. Uh, I was thinking back and rewatching a little bit of the ball game after last night too. Adam Simber, you know, kind of, kind of quietly just doing his thing as well, picked up a seventh win. You don't win a ball game unless 
you get a shutdown inning. And he left the, the go-ahead run for the Orioles at third base. You know, after it was kind of bleak there, less than two outs, there's a guy standing at third base. He needs to get a strikeout, and he does not have swing and miss stuff. But he orchestrated that entire at-bat to get the punch out. So, yes, there are unsung heroes that have kind of been drifting in and out all season long for the Blue Jays and guys that are going to be there every day. But it's are they put in the right position, and will they then execute within that given situation? Bullpen-wise, absolutely. Offensively, big-time production from Santiago Espinal. I mean, it, this is this is above and beyond what the Blue Jays expected with a guy that they got for Steve Pierce from the Boston Red Sox. And a lot of pressure put on that trade because what does Steve Pierce do, okay? He goes with an unbelievable team in Boston in 2018, wins the World Series MVP, never heard of from again, but what is this prospect in Santiago Espinal that the Blue Jays gave up, and did they miss something for Steve Pierce that all of a sudden the Red Sox discovered? The answer is no. The Red Sox didn't discover anything. It just all came together for Steve Pierce at the right time. Santiago Espinal, though, has emerged, got to the big leagues, held his own, used his glove to his advantage, never gets exposed defensively, never looks overmatched, even before he came to camp this year over the last two seasons, but he looks like a completely different player, and that was all by design. And it's a balance of strength added, confidence, of course, uh, a willingness to do different things. You know, he wanted to play in the middle of the diamond. That wasn't going to pan out. Bo's going to be the shortstop. Then they go out and get Matt Chapman. He's okay playing at second base. The platoon label ripped right off. You know, Kevin Biggio wasn't healthy at the start of the year. So Espinal, what does he do? Is he going to be able to hit? Well, Santiago Espinal's hit now for a year straight and at a really good average, and he's hitting now with more authority with the strength, and that's where it all came together. Yeah, he looks bigger, but what does that mean? Big guys sometimes have trouble swinging the bat. He doesn't. His body control is better. His exit velocity has increased, and that is what you're seeing now. You've seen a little bit more pop in the home run total, but he's spraying the ball all over the field, and that's a huge get back for the Blue Jays. Hinge and Ryu, season is done. The uh, You move on, you adapt. Obviously, his season... And his performance has been up and down. So to know that there's something up is not surprising for Atkins, for Shapiro. What's the what's the short term plan, and what's potentially the long term plan as as far as this season goes? Uh, I think they need to get an arm. You know, this was an incomplete bullpen to begin with, and they know that they will be aggressive, and there are arms that will be available. And even in the last week, you look at what the Kansas City Royals have in their bullpen. You look at what Detroit has in their bullpen. There are, there are some arms that the Blue Jays had live eyes on over the last couple of weeks. You're saying, okay, this team is going to be available to, to shop off some of these pieces. And you can go out and you can find the swing and miss stuff that the Blue Jays have, have desired and every team has in the playoffs. But the Blue Jays are really, really specific on the type of arms that they have. They will not – go out and get just another Jordan Romano, a power fastball slider guy, you know, just to throw him in. There has to be a different look for the Blue Jays. So they're going to be very meticulous in looking at who's available, how they profile, and how does it complement the rest of the bullpen. And they're going to go out there and they're going to get somebody that they feel is going to not only help them win ball games. yes, obviously that's the end goal here, but – they're going to look at the bigger picture. How does it fit into the Blue Jays? How will it complement, you know, the teams that they have to face perhaps in the biggest, biggest part of the season after the trade deadline through the final two months? 
they knew that they needed to get that. That's been pretty apparent. And, you know, it reared its ugly head a little bit last night again. Uh, now, the, the Ryu loss is something that is unexpected. He's been extremely inconsistent now for the better part of a year. And chronic issues to me were the buzzwords that were used and even more alarming, which tells us what we already knew last year. Something was wrong. Even though Ryu said he was healthy, the organization said he was healthy, he clearly was not 100%. And, and the Blue Jays took the hit in a lot of these Ryu starts. So now you have an address that's a need. And Ross Stripling is doing a tremendous job within the rotation. But he is not a guy that's going to go out there and be allowed to face an order for the third time. It's not going to happen. And if he's efficient, he can get into the sixth inning like he did against the Tigers because he faced the minimum. So look at it for how many times he's facing the individual lineups, and it's only going to get tougher down the stretch with more division opponents like the Rays, like the New York Yankees. That's why I think a starter becomes a very big priority for the Toronto Blue Jays. And you can move Ross Stripling back into a very comfortable role like he's had as a swing guy over the last couple of years. So it was the uh, Lula Lounge where Montoya was on stage joining oh, yeah. in. Uh, so I was there. 7, yeah. 7 p.m. tonight? What's, when's the booking? It's, it's Eastern time always throws me off. What do you got tonight? <laughs> Listen, remember, it's like one of these peppy clubs. So you, you gotta you got to go late. You got to roll in in style. Uh, that's true, but you got Yankees tomorrow. I feel like, come on now, you got to have a solution here. I mean, you got to ride the wave. If there's a win, maybe we start <laughs> ride, the, ride the wave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Montoya got tossed against the Astros, and uh, they won the game, and he went to the club. So if that yeah, if that works, ready early. You got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good time. I'll tell you what. I'm walking around Toronto these days. Uh, unfortunately, in this neck of the woods, hockey season ended a little prematurely. I know it also did in Calgary. Trust me, I was tracking the Flames like crazy. And and all of a sudden, the caps get put away for one ball club. The short sleeves emerge for the baseball team in town. And this place is turning into Blue Jays mania. And I think as the summer continues to warm up everywhere else, guess what's coming out? Canada's team. The focal point again. But Canada coming, the Yankees this week going to be good. Should be good. Oh, love it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Have yourself. A- How about Saturday? Yeah. How about Saturday? Alec Manoa. I mean, come on. And then New Father's Day after. That's that's oh, always man. fun. Love yeah. it. Well, I was going to. I was going to say because uh, Adley Rutschman gets that home run. He goes first overall in 2019. The Jays had to settle for Manoa at 11. Just for oh, um. right, it gets better. Yeah. They they spent fifty yeah. grand combined to get Kirk and Moreno, and this yeah. guy went one overall with like probably three million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good get, isn't it? Decent. That's how you do it. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. You bet. Be well, Ben Wagner, Jays, Orioles today, one o'clock, one o five. Gosman v. Tyler Wells. The uh, Stanley Cup Finals got going last night down in Denver. Irfan Gafarf. Irf? He was there. And, and ruffling feathers, you said. Well, the NHL people are very happy with him. It's a different sport oh, where people are hot. Okay. Very hot. We'll get to that and more and your texts with what you want to talk about all coming up in the next 30. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Game one of the cup final needed overtime, but not much. Minute 23, Andre Burakovsky. 
with a giant goal. Twenty saves for Darcy Kemper does just enough. Andre Vasilevsky, three on fifteen in the first, pretty good the rest of the way. Setting up a pretty good game too on Saturday back at the Ball Arena. Abs up one nothing. Couple off days for the team and the media. I think the Condry conversation gets interesting now. Been a lot of talk about him returning to the series. Is two days extra enough? Uh, Our next guest, he's all over it. Down in Denver, Fan Gaffar joins us here on Sportsnet. Good morning, Irfan. What's happening there? Irfan, yeah. What, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. We're not in. I mean, we're not in Denver covering the Cup final, but yeah. it's all right. Boom's tired. He's gonna be. He's gonna have like a four-hour nap today, and I'm jumping a flight to Montreal for F1. So we're, we're very. We're opposite sides of the poles here. F1, come on. You want to trade? Ah, uh, I'm not gonna be working. <laughs> so no. Irf, <laughs> here's the thing. He's going to Montreal for four days. He's not taking a bag. He has a toothbrush in his front pocket, and that's about it. And cash. Wow, that is uh, that's that's some commitment to wow. Well, it's yeah. my, it's my brother Stag. They say you only get one or two of those, so you got to do it right, right? Well, I at least take a clean pair of you know undergarments <laughs> or something. What are those? Ah, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, now do you really want to go? Just not with them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Be great. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> now listen, we we had you booked for today's show, so I thought I'd do a little digging. Um, friend of the show, Dan Murphy. I said we got Irv today. What should I bug him about? And he said, okay, let me think about that. Hey, I think the Canadian Soccer Association's pissed at him for spoiling the Vancouver World Cup news. Did you do that? Oh, my God. Between Murph and I, I think the CSA hates us both. So uh, today's the day where they're going to announce, uh, yeah. no, fill in the gaps for me, but the World Cup is coming in 2026, and there's all these cities around North America, Mexico, USA, Canada, that want to host. Vancouver was on the naughty list a long time ago under a different government, and they're trying to get back in the good books. Today's the day. What do you know? I think Vancouver was on the naughty list from, from the local government, and I, I, I think that FIFA was all over them. And what I believe what we've been told is that the two cities that are going to host are going to be Vancouver and Toronto. And as the last couple of weeks have gone on, I don't think they're going to announce what the game, the number of games are, but... I think it's going to be six games in Vancouver and four in Toronto just because of the size of the buildings, um, BMO's full extension of the building, even with, you know, um, adding more seats would only be 40,000. And obviously, you know, BC Place is 65,000. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Unfortunately for Edmonton, they're out. I think Commonwealth um, needs a lot of upgrades. It's not up to FIFA standard. Now, look, there is a few years left until the World Cup, and they can probably, you know, do a lot to that stadium to to make it FIFA quality. But um, FIFA really always wanted Vancouver, and you know, um, you know, they're going to get their wish. Uh, so likely six games there. Announced a little bit later on today, and it's it's good for the city. Obviously, you know, Vancouver's hosted some some world class events, but kind of sucks for Edmonton to be honest. Yeah. But That's you, all right. We'll you kinda, yeah, you kind of buried the lead there. Uh, so you were spilly pants online. Is that what happened? I wasn't really spilly pants. I mean, hell, I fact-checked a few hundred times, and then I got a couple emails, and I got yelled at on a phone call. 
So what do they do? They take away your Alfonso Davies one-on-one next time they're in Vancouver? Or like, how, do, how does CSA oh, I'm not flex within, I'm not getting within 300 feet of Alfonso Davies. I'll yeah. tell you that. Oh, look at you, eh? Spoiling the big parade. These dopes. Well, it wasn't the first time. It's not the first time. I mean, look, I think any news, if that's that type of news, is good news. Yes. And all publicity is good publicity, for the most part. And the CSA needs it, yes. to be honest, right now. So enjoy it. Have fun with it. If people are talking about you for over a week and it's not involving some of the stuff they have been talking about you in the past, then honestly, just have some fun with it. How's Denver? It's hot. Like, surprisingly hot. I landed yesterday, it was 34. What? Yeah. And this is one of those weird cities where as the evening goes on, it gets warmer. So I was looking at, like, the temperature. I was like, why is it getting hotter as this game is going on outside? (laughs) Like, what is happening in his city? My first time here, so um, it's cool. I mean, we'll check it out today, obviously. But uh, the arena's cool. A little bit of an older building, but, man, that place was loud last night. Yeah, everyone on the broadcast went way out of their way to talk about how nutso the crowd was. I would think that the heat at night, maybe that's everyone lighting joints, but you're from Vancouver. You, you would know if that was the case. No, yeah, they don't call it a mile-high city for no reason. Yeah, there there is, yeah. So... As far as the building, because I was going to ask, it goes one nothing, two nothing before the game is ten minutes old. It's three one after one, places jumping. Then to the second, Tampa gets two in a minute. Uh, compare the c- compare and contrast the two, because I would guess it would have to have gotten uh, a little puckered in there once it was tied at three. It did, but uh, it didn't because it it did in a sense that the Avalanche they weren't playing bad. You know, I think Tampa just played itself back into the game. Uh, called, like it was a fun hockey game to watch, to be honest. Like that's, for these two teams, that game came as advertised. You had a lot of everything in it. You had weird goals. You had, you had really, really nice goals. You had superstars playing at the, at the top level and doing things that we've seen all season. And then you had the, the, the overtime where everyone said that, you know, Tampa was, might have been a little bit tired. And, you know, you had the team that had the rest. But a- anything could have happened there. I, I think that, you know, when you look at that game and, 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 you know, what you would expect from both teams. I think this is going to be a really fun series. I think a lot of games are going to be like this, where it's 3-2, 4 and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, the crowd was kind of – they were in it for the most part, um, most of it. And then, obviously, when they won a minute 23 to overtime, the place blew up. There's something about Tampa Bay. I know John Cooper afterwards said it wasn't our best game by a country mile. We still had – we were one shot away. I, I tend to agree with them. They They come in, they give up – a couple early they don't score on a power play that overtime goal is at the tail end of a penalty and all of that it just uh, there's no way that you I, I would think yes it's not lip service they're going to be better in game number two they're just not out of a series it feels like or out of a game at any point no they're not I mean <laughs> I joked last night in our post game video the lightning have them right where they want them right yeah. you know how many times how many times have they lost and how many times have they been down in this series how many times have they been down in games where they have the ability to come back and they have the ability to turn it on. I mean, Cooper's right. You know, they really were one shot away from, from ending the game. So uh, I think from their standpoint, look, you had a bad game from Victor Hedman. That's not happening again. He had a bad game against the Leafs in that series. What did he do the next game? He had four assists. So I'm really looking forward to it. They have two days off now between games, obviously. You know, they're going to give some guys some days off, some rest here, and then you know, practice and, and make adjustments. But um, – I think the biggest thing for, for, for Tampa is they didn't get smoked in game one. You know, they had the ability to come back. They, they, they were relentless. And it was, you know, that Kucherov to Palat goal was, was ridiculous. Like, oh. that, that, piece of, that piece of skill 
from Nikita Kucherov. A lot of people are talking about, you know, if Tampa wins, you know, do you go Vasilevsky for the Conspite? You got you to gotta talk Kucherov. Like, he, he almost has to be the guy. Um, I, I think that with the next couple of days of rest for the Lightning, you know, you're going to get Braden Point getting into more of a, of a game type of shape. And, and, you know, he just got his feet wet a little bit. And I know they've been to the Cup Final and all that before, but these playoffs are a little different. And Colorado's a different animal, too. You know, we have to give them credit because their ability to roll four lines, the way that their defense is playing and, and things like that, you know, makes them a really tough challenge. But if I'm Tampa, you know, 20 shots on net is not enough. You mm. throw everything at Kemper because I don't think he's that good. You have to throw everything at that guy every single game from all different angles, and you're probably going to score some weird goals. It's funny because, like, you you look at the matchup before a series begins, and and there's an there's a significant edge in net in Tampa. Yeah. Everyone knows that. It's not like wow, look what these guys unearthed with stats. Like it's it's a very lopsided mismatch, Vasilevsky to Kemper. But I don't think Kemper's a bad goalie, and and th- no. they're not asking him to to go be a star. He's just got to not have a bad night. Yeah, he's just not got to. You know, <laughs> we we're joking about it last night, but. <laughs> Yeah, don't be Mike Smith in some situations. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Arf, we love you. I, you know, I mean, I'm look. I'm just saying. What was the line for Forrest Gump? Like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Like, I mean that 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 goes for for a lot of it. But I, look, I don't think he's a bad goalie, but he's just not great. And I think if you're Tampa, that's the one advantage that you have and that you can take care of is 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 just throw pucks at him from from everywhere. You know, and, and make life difficult. You you put Corey Perry in front of the net. You put Pat Maroon in front of the net. You make his life a living hell, and you're probably going to get rewarded. So uh, I, I can bet you, you know, in these next couple of days, there's going to be a lot of that from the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I mean, look, it, it's one nothing with two days off, and they're defending Stanley Cup champions. I would not be worried if I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning at all. In fact, if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the Lightning all day in Game Two. Hmm. Plus one thirty something we saw earlier. Today. If you were, I mean, if. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's and, and apparently well, gonna, it's legal in the building. of terminals everywhere. You can bet on anything in that building. Oh, 100 percent. You can download all the American apps too. It's great. <laughs> um, what do you know about Cadre and and what is sort of the mood around the Avs when you're asking about Cadre? This is, this is probably a bit like detective work this time of year with injuries. Yeah, they're up one nothing in the series, so right now there's no rush to bring him back. But I. I believe that Kadri's going to play at some point in this in, in, in this cup final. Now, whether it's game two or, or, or it's in Tampa, that, that remains to be seen. But um, I think for him, it's he's skating way before his teammates are. He's getting on the ice. He's doing things, right? It's the thumb. So it's managing pain. It's holding the stick. It's, it's taking hits. It's, it's things like that. So um, it, it's not for a lack of, you know, getting his legs under him again or, or, or being able to get into game shape. It's nothing like that at all. This is just one injury, and if you can manage the pain and, and, and be able to play with it, and if there's still some swelling, or, or if he did, in fact, get, you know, screws installed into his hand there, the thumb area, you know, then that's a little bit different. But mm. um, I believe he will play here um, at some point in this, play, in, in this Stanley Cup final. Just, the, these two days off are probably going to help a little bit. But they're up one nothing in the series. So right now, from their perspective, you know, if they can wait and maybe get them ready for Game Three, I, I I think they'll do that. The thing about last night too, while Tampa didn't play their best, and maybe a couple of those goals. Now you you see that second goal. It goes off of Bogosian's stick and in, and I don't know if I mean he makes gets most of that Landeskog play. But yeah, on on the flip side, you were very not that it was quiet, but Nathan McKinnon more or less kind of held off the score sheet. 
it was their depth that got you, Nachushkin and Lekkonen and Burakovsky. So can Tampa be better? Yep. But still, the big gun for Tampa, or for uh, Colorado, he's going to have his presence felt at some point here in this series too. Well, yeah, and you know what's crazy? Just watching Nathan McKinnon, it's the guy is so unbelievably talented. I feel like there's sometimes he just might be wanting to do a little bit too much when he gets the puck. And look, he's Nathan McKinnon. He can do whatever the hell he wants when he gets the puck. But it's almost like when you watch him, it's like, okay, you know, there's passes that he's trying to make or, or things that he's trying to do that's just maybe a little bit too much. But if you're the Colorado Avalanche, you're letting him do that because he is who he is. But from just, just from watching him, I, I, I think that you know, the, the, there's sometimes where he gets and he tries to be four or five guys. And yeah, you can do it probably you know, four to five times. But that one time, that extra pass might help to you know, give you guys a scoring chance. Now, it's not a slight on Nathan McKinnon. There's a reason why they're in the Stanley Cup playoffs or Stanley Cup final. He got them there, really, in all reality, along with guys like Kale McCarr. But, um, yeah, it was interesting just kind of keeping an eye on him yesterday. I, I kind of just wanted to watch him and, and watch how, how, how he would play. But, but you're right, man. I mean, the depth of this team is ridiculous. I mean, you look at Nichushkin and the way that he's come and, you know, had this coming out party in the playoffs. And obviously, Burakovsky had a nowhere yesterday. So um, that's the beauty of the Colorado Avalanche is that they're deep and you don't really need your big, big guns every single game. Whereas, you know, the, if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, you need your guys rolling every night. Well, and find a, good luck finding a way to fill that off day. I feel for you. You know, nothing until Saturday. You got media availabilities and stuff. But it's hot at night. Don't bring that hoodie with you. I hear it gets hotter at night. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got some. They got the media reception tonight, so that'll be nice. And then the Rockies and Padres tomorrow night. Oh, Rockies, Padres. The dads are yeah, not talking. bad. I love it. Um, we'll get all the listeners to just plug their ears from an earmuffs. Everyone, um, who's the biggest media booze bag you're going to run into tonight? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's name names, Earth. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, I prefer not to say. Oh, I know they, they all plug their ears. Did we, did we told them they'll, they'll take their hands off yet. No, I'm not doing it because I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. All right, well. I tried. Good luck with it. Yeah. Thanks, Irv. Appreciate all right, you. All right, gentlemen. Great, all right, man. See ya. Talk to you. There he is. Irv Ankafar down in Denver covering game, uh, game one last night, obviously, covering the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it, there's, there's one thing that you learn about media people. They, uh, they love free stuff, free food. Mm-hmm. And then if it's booze, oh look out! You just multiply it by Four. two or three. It's uh, well. You were saying you were, it was uh, the draft. There was an event in Pittsburgh, and you remember getting to a venue but not returning home. That that feels like standard operating procedure for an NHL media event. It can kind of happen that way. Sneaks up on you. There's also that race when you know that the open bar is ending. Mm-hmm. Not forever. Like well, it's till seven. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. Well, two doubles. Plan accordingly. Gleg, gleg, gleg. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a messy one. You got home all right though. The shoes oh, came yeah, off. Of course, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't like yeah. clothes on on the floor. You did get into your the wrapper. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Draft in Montreal. Speaking of Montreal, oh, you're you're leaving oh. right away. Um, a little scouting for you. Boy, there was an all nighter there, boy. Do you want me to send you some notes? <laughs> it was what was worse is the next morning. Team Canada was announcing its coaches for the Olympics. Okay, so big news. Whatever that was, yeah. And boo. Some sad fellows. It was it was just uh, for yours truly. It was rough because there was a, a a bit of a hike to get to where the press conference was and 
you, then you need to sit far enough away from the group so that they don't smell you or see mm. what kind of rough shape you're in. It's hard to hide. That's the one thing I noticed. Yeah. Like, because you just, it starts sweating out you. Like, all your glands are just absolutely like, ratting you out. Hey, have, you got, have you got any gum? You got bloodshot eyes. Have you got some gum? Breath is just awful. And you hope people ask questions in the scrum mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, you can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It worked out. I don't know how you're going to do this. What is there uh, some museums or maybe uh, ballet? What do we what do we look for here? Because it's not just Montreal at the best times. It's F1 weekend, and you're a degenerate mm-hmm. with a bunch of others. Degenerates, yeah. How many? Twenty one. Twenty one guys going to Montreal for the race. You're not. You don't have a bag packed, and you're all wearing NASCAR jackets to an F1 race. Yeah, he, yeah he, he I can lift a, it with one arm. He has a tote bag. Let's carry on. Let's roll. Yeah, I can't imagine. Don't need a passport. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, the the, the challenge is going to be getting into the airport through security, past the lounge. And into the reclined and sleeping position before the tomfoolery begins on the plane. So on your chat group, you're, there's guys already at the airport or on their yeah. way and getting wound up already? Well, there's there's many people from many different friendship circles that apparently oh, are going see. to F1. Yeah, yeah. So one of them is uh, already began his cosmic journey. Uh, the plane will be going into, yeah. what, 30, 35,000 feet? He's probably out of the stratosphere in the next hour here. You'll be back on Tuesday, in theory. Sportsnet today coming up in uh, just after the top of the hour. You got is that uh, Kevin Woodley? Kevin Woodley. There you go. In Goal Magazine, we'll take a closer look at uh, man. Avs paid his pretty steep price for Darcy Kemper this year, and it might be enough for them to win a cup. It better be. He's up at the end of the year, and Vasilevsky on the other side has clearly the superior resume. It's 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 a pretty lopsided matchup in net, and yet. Colorado still heavy favorite. Let's do some what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Your experts in automatic door service repairs and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. People liking the humble brag. Yeah, I just got to. Uh, I was in. I was just in California for a week. Now I'm off to Montreal to the big race. I've never been champagne problems. Before. Champagne problems. Hey, you live once, right? No, guaranteed. Pinder gets arrested or punched. Ooh, see, arrested. That's a big. That's a plus eleven hundred type range. Punched. We're talking like plus two fifty. Yeah, I, I, like it's all. It's it's better than even money, but not as much as you'd think. I wonder because I think part of it will be there's a bit of a language barrier, and I know how you get when you're liquored. You don't get quieter. No, or less but I am lippy. very friendly. I, I'm not. Yeah, you think you're friendly. You're lippy. Mm. You think you're the life of the party, whereas Why other people are like, who, what is this guy? Why is he all over me right now? Why is he talking <laughs> a million miles? Who, who is the guy? Parlez-vous anglais? Parlez-vous anglais? Yeah. Parlez-vous anglais? So I wonder a little bit about the language barrier and just how high the intensity will be from the local authorities, being that it's a big weekend. I feel like they're used to this. Do they take more or do they take less in the way of tomfoolery? See, I think 
and it's been a while since I've been there, but Montreal's built for this. It's jazz festival. It's just for laughs. It's this. I feel like every other weekend they roll out some massive take over the whole city party. There, there's Pinder showing up every weekend there. Yeah. Lugans. Right. Gooned out of their minds, stumbling through the streets. So do you have, you have tickets to the race or are you just yep. in the city yep. race weekend? Yeah, we'll do uh, Saturday qualifying and the Sunday race. It's really rainy tomorrow. That's sort of throwing a wrench in our minds. Right. But Saturday, Sunday looks great. And we have some. Uh, yeah. What else do you have confirmed? Bottle, bottle service at some establishments that's been set up. I want to get reservations, Dean. It's a very busy time of right. year. Yeah, I hear Shea Perry uh-huh. books up in a hurry. Is that the French restaurant? Yep. Zuta Lore. Pinder, the first ever human to have a man bun and wear a NASCAR jacket at the same time. No. I can't confirm. It's not in the bun. Not quite long enough to get I'm am- I am amazed that you have 21 donkeys going and you have enough NASCAR jackets to outfit the entire crew. Yeah, we got more than a pit crew worth here, yeah. Because I get being, if you want to be a NASCAR honk, or, or, but to own the jackets. Like, you where, gotta, are you, yeah. where are you wearing those? If no, outside of race, and even, is it not hot in a lot of places down, like Talladega, when the season is, is it, you're wearing a coat? These are my brother's boys. They're not boring. That is quite the, uh, yeah, this is the old uh, Kevin red Harvard. and white bud. Budweiser, King of Beers. We got some. What else is on? There, I'll turn around. For yeah, you there's know. the Budweiser. You know what? It's it's a good one. The Home Depot. I, I don't look good in orange. I don't like orange. People who listen to the show know that. Now that Red you have, white, a- we can do this. Heck yes. Should be John subs. White kicks. Let's go. Wow. Yeah, you're getting punched in the face for sure. Yeah, yeah. plus two fifty. Take that money. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the smoked meat sandwich at the main. Yeah, you got to There'll be some things you got to do. If not at the main, there's some other places there. Schwartz's, right? Get no. The Schwartz's for some smoked meat. Yeah. Duns. Yeah. Got to be. Mm-hmm. Do we need to, uh, get Duma looped into the robot? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how familiar it is. We do get back early Monday. There'll be some, rec- I'm not flying in midnight on Sunday. I've done that before. It's awful. You have done. And yes, it is awful. I can't wait, personally. Not, are you familiar with the robot? No, I'm not familiar with the robot. We had the robot in place just in case whenever Pinder is really hungover or... Well, and there's some nights you know. So, so <laughs> the station here made a mistake of putting me in charge of a pub crawl during Stampede. Ah. And we uh, maybe f- worked around the edges a little and filled the bus with my boys and, like, six listeners. <laughs> And so we had the robot ready to roll the next morning, just in case. Yeah, I forget what we... <laughs> I drank so many beers, Boomer. Uh, yeah. I uh, drank beer from a sweaty cowboy boot. Yeah, I, I figured you might. I drank beer from a sock. Yeah. <laughs> I drank beer from the sewer. Yeah, so that's... Is that Microsoft Sam? <laughs> that's what no, you... that's, that's the robot pinder. I posted up at position A with my dumb buddies. <laughs> Unbender was there. Yeah, I bet he was. He's yeah. 17 feet tall. Yes, he is. I know. Yeah. I'm so hungover. Barf. 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 Yeah. Barf. 
Go Blue Jays. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, it's. Uh, I catch that Yankees game Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, going. Uh, game one. Game good two. morning, Ryan. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel fine. Your voice sounds very different. This is the way I've always sounded. <laughs> oh boy! Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see how well, that goes. We'll be all right. Uh, let's go over stopping for stopping. First time since 2011. Red Bull, first and second in driver's points. Really? What, Carlos Perez in there as well? So did you, so, or Sergio Perez. So did you watch the, uh, the thing? I watched two episodes. Yeah. I've only been telling you for like a year. I know, and I've been telling thing. myself for a year. This is a huge failure on my part. I'm going to read a bunch of articles, so I at least have some sort of clue. Wasn't Pinder just in California and has young twin boys? I'm sure everything's fine at home. They, they, the, the young boys were California longer than I was. Remember, I took him to the Angels game. Shohei, showtime. Says, so go to the Barbie barn. I've been to the Barbie barn. Maybe the best ribs I've had in my life. It's funny because in Montreal, you say Barbie barn. I, okay. Yeah. No, no. It's ribs. Like bar, letter B, barn. Right. Silly. Silly me. Yeah. What you want to talk about brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Uh, see you Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe.